Action Fanatics, welcome to another edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. I am your host, Chris the Brain, and I want to welcome back my co-host. He's been out on assignment. He's back, Chad Cruz. Welcome back. Thank you, good sir, Mr. Brain. It is lovely to hear your voice once again, but this time just it, it, it feels different because you're talking to me. I'm not just listening to you. Uh, on a podcast episode that doesn't include me. I'm not just listening to you talk about wrestling as a commentary right. guy. Yeah, I'm listening to you talk directly to me, and it, it just feels good. Well, I'm glad uh, I can provide this feel-good moment for you, and we'll see if this man can make our listeners feel good. Oof. He's back as well, Ryan Campbell. All right, I'm going to try my best. Uh, that's, all, that's all I can promise. That's all we ever ask here on the uh, Bulletproof podcast. Is it's good, it's good to hear your voice as well, Brain. As, as, as Thank, you. You Thank know, you. I, I like it as well. <laughs> I guess some people have to. Uh, so, yeah, before we get into our usual nonsense, we, we probably should mention uh, the passing of Julian Sands. We actually talked about it, uh, about the situation he was in sometime back uh, before our Blood and Bone uh, podcast chat. Right. And, it was not obviously looking good then. It was already a few weeks that he had been missing at that point. Uh, and it would have really required a miracle for yeah. for him to have survived that situation. But the the news is now official that we have lost him. And, and obviously, he uh, provided a lot of great movies over the course of his career, one of which we talked about, Blood and Bone. Yeah, it, it felt like when we watched Blood and Bone, it was our first dip into the Michael Jai White film. Uh, filmography, but it was also a, a, the, I think the first film we did with uh, featuring Julian Sands, yeah. and, and he's a kind of an actor who's he's been around for a long time, and he's kind of done a, just a number of roles, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it was a really kind of a bizarre incident that that led to his death. It sounded like so, uh, but it, it is kind of nice I think to have that closure that they've they finally yeah. I mean, it, obviously, as time and was going on, you you pretty much knew what had right. happened, but. Yeah, the, the closure is definitely there. Um, and Blood and Bone is actually one of the top 10 podcasts of the first half of the year. We are, can you believe it, guys? We are halfway Holy through 2023 already. Crazy. Uh, they say the older you get, the quicker time moves. And that is a 100% accurate statement. I don't, I don't think that's accurate. I think it's the same. Perception. The perception oh, of time. Thank, yes. thank you, Ryan Campbell. Thank uh, you. you know, I, I forgot how literal Chad Cruz could be because I haven't had the the pleasure of working with him uh, the past couple episodes. And I, we should thank the Toy Man for filling in. Uh, Absolutely. So, so we could continue to provide you. And we, you know, we covered some of your, fa we covered one of your favorite guys last time, Olivier Gruner. I, I know you were probably sad that you missed out on our Angel Town conversation. Yeah, I actually haven't listened to that podcast yet, so don't ruin it for right, me by telling me how terrible Gruner was. All right. We didn't – well, you find out what we did. But let's talk about the top ten podcasts for the first half. So this is based on how many times, obviously, they've been listened to. And number ten is one that we all were a part of, The Meg. Uh, recent. Oh, that's a recent one, too. A so more recent good. one, yeah. So Megalodong. 
Megalodon indeed uh, really got people uh, listening and maybe telling their friends about Chad Cruz's unique brand of humor. Number nine, another uh, CTB Chad and Ryan episode, Wrestle our WrestleMania special. Uh, yes, always excellent. nice when the uh, the specials make the list because we put a lot of work into those. You know, yeah, tons. You you put in a ton of work on that one, Ryan Campbell. <laughs> Uh, nobody put in more work on that than Chad. I could tell you. That yeah, I have uh, equal levels of work <laughs> on most of these. Number eight on the list: Toy Soldiers. That it feels like we just talked about that three weeks ago. It feels like three months to me. No, oh, uh, here's so one. There you go. I, Perception. Here's, yeah, exactly. Here's one that we talked about fifteen times. Number seven: Surf Ninjas. Uh, abs- absolute worst experience of my life since doing this podcast. That makes for good podcasts, though. That's true. And, and I want to say this. I want to say this. I hated Rob Schneider before everybody else did. All right. I know he's uh, yeah. ruffled some feathers as of late, but uh, it has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with surf ninjas. Not his beliefs or his views. It's it, surf ninjas. Just his performance. Certainly his body of work. Yes. But he's not getting any better in your eyes, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, I feel like more people are like, yeah, we hate him, too. Uh, That was a tough hill to climb for him. Yeah, it really was. Uh, Number six. Love this movie. Love talking about this movie. Another more recent one. Rapid Fire. Yes. Brandon Lee. An absolute classic. Ryan Campbell, have you ever seen Rapid Fire? I've not. No, uh, I'll have to check that one out. You're awful. It's one of those... (laughs) And it's just funny because it's, it's become uh, and it's probably been like this for a while, but it's, it's such a beloved film in the action community that probably every action podcast has done an episode on that movie. Yeah, I feel like we could do another one and just maybe you know what? Let's let's just start right now. Let's throw a little audible things. out Maybe there. we'll just uh, repeat ourselves. It doesn't matter. I, who's going to care? Let's Number start asking Ryan, I need to Ryan what do you think about it? Days. What's that? I need to work on my bona fides. Is that what you're saying? All right. What I'm saying is number five, Charles Bronson, 10 to Midnight. So, I'm surprised that one's up that high. That's that's awesome. I'm sure you're glad to see Bronson. I'm surprised it's not number one, personally. There's a lot lot of nudity in that. There is. We talked a lot. We had a lot of good, dirty talk in that one. Like, uh, my name is Pedro. Yeah. That means Peter in Spanish. And I've got the (laughs) biggest one you've ever seen. All right. Number four. Blood and Bone, we talked about it. Uh, rest in peace, Julian Sands. And, of course, our, our first Michael Jai White movie. Um, number three on the list, when we covered the premiere episode of The A-Team for its, I believe it was uh. our, our 40th anniversary of the show. So that's why we covered that earlier this year. Another one. This one, the first one we did this year that we weren't even supposed to do, but it's number two. Romeo must die. <laughs> that one had a lot of a uh, lot of interesting uh, comments yeah. spoken during it. It was it's you know a happy accident. Let's let's call it that. It was indeed. A it's happy always accident. funny when happy. Yeah, like you said, happy accidents like that turn out to be so high on the list. So that's, that's always fun. Of course, you never know. Most, it's also had the most time to to get people to listen again. Right. So some of that, you know, you got to think about the time. You know, that's why some of these newer ones, when they hit, the, it's like, that's pretty impressive. And number one, and I got no problem with this one, 
Jean-Claude Van Damme in Lionheart. Beautiful. That is what I'm talking about. Uh, just one of the greatest Van Damme movies of them all. And uh, that's one, again, I, I would talk about that one again right now if we had to. And you know, I'm actually staring at a poster, a framed poster of Lionheart as we speak. Just uh, looking at it. That's right. Chad Cruz in his new uh, studio. All those striations. Yeah, speaking of the studio, I've, I've the, the freedom of having this studio, the the noise in the background of the air conditioning unit. And, you know, I could just, I could, I could say anything I want down here. I don't have to worry about my kids hearing it. I could, I could talk um, about, you know, uh, yeah. uh-huh. pussies and, oh! and assholes and whatever oh, yeah. I want. You know, I don't have, I have so much freedom. You know what I mean? And this is a time for freedom brain. It this is a time really, when, we, uh, when we celebrate freedom. We, you need to take a month off more often. You are coming in hot today with this because that is a great segue because this is our 4th of July spectacular here on the Bulletproof Podcast. And what better movie to talk about than 1990s Captain America? He was born on the 4th of July, Chad Cruz. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but fucking A right he was. <laughs> if he wasn't before, he is now. I'm pretty sure he, I don't know about it in this movie, but uh, Captain Goddamn America. That's neither here nor there. We're talking Captain America, not the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe Captain. We're talking about the 1990 Captain America, directed by Albert Pugh. And that one was actually number four back in 2020 when we did the ultimate Albert Pugh countdown, Chad Cruz. It's definitely, uh, you know, you either love it or you hate it. <laughs> And we might have a little bit of both on this episode based on some of the things I heard before we hit record. This one also from the 21st Century Film Corporation, which, of course, was the company that Menachem Golan started after he left Canon. So Menachem Golan produced this film. So that alone gives a bonus points in my book. But uh, let's get this thing started. It starts off. We uh, we see a family. Uh, we're, we're back in the 30s, I believe. And there's a family enjoying some piano music because that's what you did back then. You didn't have podcasts to listen to. You couldn't go down to your basement and talk about pussies and assholes. You had to sit there and listen to somebody in your family play the fucking piano. Right, Chad Cruz? Hell yeah, dude. I love a good fucking piano playing <laughs> moment. It's like, here's, here's the thing, right? I knew a guy years ago. Okay. Uh, we're working together. And uh, we just so happened to be walk into this room and there was a piano sitting there and he's like, Hey, I used to play the piano really well. And I was like, go, uh, go pound the keys a bit for me. Won't you tickle the ivories, tickle the ivories a bit. And he's probably in his fifties balding. Pretty oh, I was going to ask fella. you if this was Jesse Emerson, but that's not no, <laughs> he goes over there and he just plays the most marvelous song I've ever heard. Yeah. And, uh, I, I could have kissed him right there on the mouth. Oh, <laughs> wow. Music is a powerful weapon against aphrodisiac. Yeah, but who of all people just just disrupts this freaking beautiful piano recital? But the the Nazis, these damn Nazis show up. They take this boy penist and forcibly take him from his family. And then and why do they take him? Because he is like super intelligent. He has superior intelligence. And then they, they gun down his family. This is not how they anticipated this piano recital ending Chad Cruz. No, no, it's, it's, it's a real shame, you know? Um, 
I'm not exactly sure that uh, they were that they were Nazis, Brain. I'm sorry. I think they were just kind of fascist Italians, but um, well, they were they Nazis. were in cahoots. There's a swastika Nazis. later on in the movie. We see. Well, no, the Nazis. Yeah, that's true. At the, the beginning, those, those guys did not have the, the swastika. Yeah, that's Mussolini true. was it was a was a an ally of of Adolf Hitler, but. Uh, Thank you. But yes, it's a uh, it, it's a real shame, right? What a, a beautiful song that was being played, and 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 what a terrible time! Uh, it's always a bad time to break up a family with machine gun fire, but <laughs> yes. it's an absolutely awful time to do it when someone's uh, really rocking out on the piano, especially when yeah. they're a little kid. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's a tough start. It's a tough start. Yeah, for I mean that that kid's pretty much guaranteed. Even if they don't do what they're about to do to him, he was going to be screwed up one way or the other after a, a, a traumatic situation like that. Um, yeah, he, he might not play the piano ever again. No, he might not. Uh, and so they take this young boy to Fort Lorenzo and Ryan Campbell. We see uh, quite a interesting situation with a rat in a cage. And despite all your rage, I'd like you to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, you can probably anticipate where we're going with this when it comes to Captain America, but they're experimenting with a super, super soldier serum. And now these rats are twice as strong, twice as intelligent. So logically, the next step after rat is to just try it on a a small child. That's how most, (laughs) uh, you know, most research projects tend to take that route. Yeah. How do you how do you know if a rat is twice as intelligent as he was before? He gets through the maze twice as fast. The speed is. It, it I have to imagine thing. that's part of it. Yeah, but how do how do we know he didn't just memorize the maze? I don't know. That's true. Well, if he Mazes are the maze. He's pretty smart then. He his his memory is good. I mean, maybe twice as good a memory. Well, not everyone thinks this is a good idea. Most, most notably, female scientist Dr. Vaselli. She's against it. She tries to stop it. They're like shut her up she takes off they're shooting at her she goes for it though she just just dives out out the window she's gone she's done i got my notes here that she was italian helen mirren oh all right that's she looked a lot like her and when i first thought i'm like is that helen mirren like a young i don't know helen mirren when she was young gorgeous here we go go. by the way why don't you talk about was it excalibur she was excalibur some boobies action there you go yeah reddit's good for that with their like old school cool like one they're always showing like old actors or actresses that were like super hot back in the day (laughs) chad cruz is currently signing up for reddit uh thank you Mm -hmm. That, that was chad cruz typing yes Theater of the Mind. Seven years later, it's 1943. The president has a file about this project rebirth. And he's, you know, Hitler's got this super soldier. We need one too. And boy, do we've got the perfect candidate. He's got polio and he lives in California. His name is Steve Rogers. What do you think of this, uh, Steve Rogers, Chad Cruz? Well, um, at the time, uh, as, as a small boy myself, I developed quite the obsession with this movie. Okay. Uh, I love the character of Captain America. I love the character of Steve Rogers in the comic books. I love the concept of beating the shit out of Nazis uh, and the heroic nature of the character and the, the kind of self-sacrifice, that whole thing. So when I saw the movie, um, I don't remember watching it for the first time, but I remember 
watching it to the 30th, 40th, 50th time and, and yeah. renting it at the, at the local rental shop that only one rental shop in my town had it. So I had to go to the furthest one away from me to, to rent it. Um, so I really wanted it. And, uh, and I remember not being, uh, absolutely like floored about this guy, about Matt, Matt Tallinger. Um, I just thought he, he lacked some of that muscle definition that I, you know, I was a, as a, as a wrestling fan, I kind of expected there to be yeah. like a, a beefcake out there and he's kind of a string bean, but you know what? He's supposed so, to be at this point. Yeah. So far so good. He's not, he's not awful, right? He's not, he's not the worst thing in the world. And you yeah, heard, he definitely you, has the look like face wise and everything, yeah. but yeah, they, they, they didn't play up. This is a funny sentence to say. They didn't play up the polio enough in the, the opening shot there. Like, right. uh, he's like, yeah, they didn't make, I don't know what, you know, access they had to make up and things like that to try to make it look a little better, but I think they could have made him look a little more sickly or thin or whatever. Um, but yeah, he just kind of the way that they've shot him in his wardrobe throughout the entire film, it just looks like he's kind of the same throughout the entire process. It's look much other than when he has like a limp in the early scenes, yeah, not yeah. much changes after the transformation coming he's, up in a few minutes. He's got the limp. And I just want to put it on record that Chad Cruz said he wanted Brutus beefcake to play captain America. Uh, so there's okay. a, go- there's a yeah, going, he's away- got a lot of character. He's played like 50 characters in the past. So yeah, he could probably your, do it. your favorite was the booty man going booty away man, party at, at the Rogers house. Uh, Steve saying goodbye to his mom, who is the, uh, a Christmas stories mom. Uh, and also from close encounters, I believe. Uh, Christmas story dad is in this as well he, he sure is but not uh, in a dad like role mom gives speaking of dad though uh, Steve's mom gives him his dad's medal uh, I guess for good luck although it didn't really seem to serve the dad well but uh, he's got the got the medal uh, but you know let's take a, a group photo before you go but Chad his girl isn't there Bernie yeah. Yeah, Bernie. Where's Bernie? Bernie's his gal, you know. Uh, it 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 really is kind of strange, right? So you know, we we kind of empathize a bit here with with Steve Rogers, uh, and we don't get a ton of time with him as a character. Uh, this, you know, it's still early in the film, obviously. But boom, we're introduced to this guy. He's going to be the new Captain America candidate. Here he is. Okay, he's limping. There's obviously something going on there. And then they talk about his polio. And he's leaving his family. His father died in the war. Here's his medal. But he's got this girlfriend who's pretty cute, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm down. Um, if she is, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Oh, so, uh, consent's important. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's a sad time. He is kind of leaving the people that he loves. Um, but he also had a, he had a pretty good at this point. My concern though is, is your, your boy is heading out for this like really risky project. And she's at the beach watching beefcakes uh, surf off the, off the pier. Like what's going on there? Why is she, you know, just off on her own, not at the party in the first place. I think she emotionally, she was just, you know, she's devastated, Ryan. She's, she's about to lose the man that she loves and she, She's going to wait for him forever. She tells us that. Remember? I believe she's, her. She, 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 they're going to put that to the test here in a little bit. <laughs> you know what? I just realized that uh, July 4th, 1990 was not really a good day for Brutus the Barber Beefcake. But let's move on. 
Because is that when he got hit in the face? Yes, that was his parasailing accident. Dang, uh, that was July 4th? Yes. That's fucked mm-hmm. up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, I'm here to throw out some uh, wrestling trivia from time to time. Uh, yeah, so she's there. Um, she'll wait for him. Dr. Faselli is the one who comes to pick up Steve. She defected. She's part of uh, the old, good old US of A, and she had all that knowledge that she got from that lab, Chad Cruz. Yeah, a lot of knowledge. You know what? So I'm also thinking about this. They used a kid, Red Skull, right? He's a kid. Yeah. And they're like, he's going to be twice as strong, like twice as strong as a 10-year-old. What, like yeah, a 15-year-old? Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I thought that too. Like, why not start with someone who's already strong and make them twice yeah. as strong? Like, why did they get like, let's try it on a guy with polio. <laughs> let's okay. try it on Bruce the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> he could have It could have helped him. It could have helped him. Um. So yeah, one week late, you know, Steve, Steve admits, you know, he's scared, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but yeah. at the same time, he probably feels like with the polio, like, you know, this could change his life for the better if it works. So are you allowed to smoke when you have polio? I noticed that this Captain America smokes. Who's going to stop you in 19? I love the fact that he smokes. Because he's he's like literally about his whole body's about to be injected with shit, you know. Yeah, in 1943, they probably thought smoking was great for you. I think the ten year old was smoking. This will help carry your polio. Exactly, exactly. They didn't know. Don't forget to use this lead paint. (laughs) Right, and asbestos tiles. Do it all. (laughs) Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, So now we're one week later. There's this secret lab under a diner. Uh, we see Flint. I guess it was a major Lieutenant Fleming. I don't know. Uh, it's Bill Mooney who was in Lost in Space. He arrives. He has a guest, just some random guest. We later, he's there as an invite by the president himself. They're there to see this experiment. They're there to see the birth of Captain America. Um, now only Colonel Lewis and Doctor Vaselli know who Captain America really is, and that's obvious there to protect his family. And they strap Steve into the gimmick. They flip the switch. We kind of see muscles growing. And uh, it's not, uh, you know, again, this is not a big budget film, Chad Cruz. Yeah. I mean, it's not the most impressive, uh, you know, cut shots I've ever seen of someone getting like instantly stronger. But, uh, you know, they could have probably used some more like flashings of lights. And I don't know, like. They had the sparks and everything going. They could have probably cut together a better scene of him getting buff, but eh, what what can you do? Of my issues with this movie, that that actually really the first act I thought was super strong. Um, that He's was super strong now. That they he is super that strong. Now, so. Yeah, that strong. wasn't really one of my concerns. I, I understood. You know, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing what the budget of the film was because what they had to work with made it look like it was extremely low. Um, but this particular scene, I didn't think, you know, I didn't have really many issues with the way that change, obviously, you know, that they're going to keep the same actor for the pre and post. There's only so much they can do unless they just shot scenes, let him bulk up for six months and then film right. the rest of the movie. Now, what if after they'd given him a serum and we see his muscles grow and da, 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 they're like, all right, get down on this, on this bench and show us how much you could bench now. And mm. he like benches like 280 and they're like, oh, wait, hold on a second. You could bench 140 pounds before this. And he's like, sorry, dude. And they're like, son of a bitch. We just wasted this green shit on this guy. It's not a direct correlation from rats to humans. You know, maybe it's like 
more. I don't know. But we do get a Superman name drop in a Marvel movie. That's that's always interesting when they name drop Superman in a Marvel film. We get that a little bit earlier. Well, when you're the best of the business, it's true. you get talked about. You know, it's kind of like certain wrestling companies that can't keep a certain other company's name out of their mouth. Uh, so $3 million was the estimated budget, by the way, uh, Ryan Campbell. Hmm. That's probably how much... Uh, I would argue half Rogers of it got spent in this first act. Very possible. Between like how the, much, the uh, scenes coming up and like the, because like once we move to the second act, it doesn't look like much is spent at all in the movie. <laughs> well, they probably ran out. You know, three million, or maybe what the final budget was, but maybe when they go, you know, that that was the problem with Superman. Does four. that include marketing too? Because that right, that, well, Superman that four thing. had a certain budget when they started, but as they progressed, it got. Kept getting cut. Captain America actually went back for reshoots too. So I don't know if that includes, if that's included in this. I don't know. Yeah. So Steve does survive the process. um, But now we find out that the guest with Fleming uh, is actually a Nazi spy and he shoots and kills Dr. Vaselli. He shoots uh, Captain America. uh, But, you know, that might land him in the hospital. But you're not going to kill Captain America with just some bullets. Not, Not this new. Super soldier. I do. I do appreciate long for the days in cinema where just backing up into like some equipment was instant death. And it's not just in this movie. It's if you backed up into a large piece of like machinery with dials on it, you were certainly going to die from an explosion of sparks. Right. Double impact Bolo young. Check it out. Um, Yeah. So now they've got uh, Intel that says the Nazis have an experimental rocket. And it's going to be heading towards the USA. They don't know exactly where, but it's happening very, very soon. So, you know, Captain America doesn't have long to recuperate uh, from the, from the shooting, and he's like, he realizes that Chad, and he gets right the hell out of bed, and he's ready to go. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this would have been good good information before his like party, where he was just kind of hanging around, mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, if you had told me it was uh, in in seven days a rocket's going to come blow up the country maybe i would have got on a plane then i don't know (laughs) not just uh not just that this rocket could kill literally thousands i thought that was kind of interesting (laughs) they're like they're going to launch a nuke at us and it will kill thousands of people like of course that's bad but this is pre-nuclear ryan i would have thought you know tens of thousands i don't know it just didn't seem like I would expect a higher number. I mean, 999 is a thousand, a thousand, 999,000. That's a lot of people, Ryan Campbell. You would usually say hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands. They're just like thousands they of they people. They didn't say it that way. It's plural. It is multiple thousands. Exactly. Uh, Colonel Lewis accompanies uh, Cap on the plane and kind of is like, uh, it seems like the, the, the initial plan was going to be there was going to be a whole army of Captain Americas. Yeah. But since Dr. Vaselli died, all the knowledge died with her. Uh, so, yeah, she wasn't Captain, big on taking notes. No, she mental it, notes. And let's just talk real quick about how messed up this whole situation is. Right. Okay, you got an army of, of volunteers uh, who volunteered to fight in this war, including Colonel Lewis and his mustache. And oh, yeah. he any one of these men could have volunteered for the project rebirth and said, you know what? I can do this. I'm already somewhat strong. 
1930 yeah. standards, go ahead and give me the dosage and I'll go over there and kick Adolf Hitler's fucking teeth in. But instead, they're like, you know what? Let's find some weakling loser. Uh, wait a week for him to have a party and, and get one last little, you know, pork session in with his girlfriend. Bring him in here. We'll give him pork the thing. We'll, <laughs> we'll hope that it works and that he has any ability whatsoever to fight because we literally pulled this guy off the street. Um, and you know what? Maybe later we'll get somebody else who's not such a little bitch. But wait a second. We only have a few days because the whole fucking country is going to get blown up. Ah, whatever. We'll still use the idiot. Let's get the idiot in here. Someone call that guy. Yeah, I have to assume that they probably never even planned for him to actually go into service. Like he was literally just a guinea pig. If it would have worked on a human, then they probably would have then given it to actual, you know, soldiers and, and stuff like that. But they weren't going to waste resources and maybe lose a perfectly good soldier when you've got this guy with polio over here that's totally willing to, to be a guinea pig. So, um, but yeah, the, the sheer timing of how much how much time they gave themselves to launch this mission yeah. is, is not doesn't seem like it was the best plan. It seems like a Chad Cruz plan. To me, honestly. right? Yeah, like, and have, let's have, wait to the last possible second <laughs> to do something, and then yes. and then give it to someone with polio. That's totally right. right. Yeah, but have, have either of you read the uh, the Captain America series? I think it's called I Truth. To, I don't know how to read. Go on. Have you read Truth? Anyone? No. I think it was. I don't know. It was like six issues or something like that. But it was uh, it was about the um, how they tested this on African American soldiers before. So Steve Rogers actually wasn't the first in the series and that's canon uh it's in uh, the uh falcon and the winter soldier show is it there you go i have not watched that no, show no, that's so that's fantastic first century film not canon thank you Da-dunce. that's so funny you should go on tour <laughs> with that routine <laughs> it's close it's great stuff uh well that's very interesting chad cruz i yeah. apologize highly recommend it for interrupting you um so you know, Steve finds this out, but all right, I guess I'm the one. He makes the jump. He lands almost as instantly spotted by the Nazis. Um, and uh, despite his lack of practice, he ends up being pretty damn good with that shield, Chad Cruz. Yeah, I think they said at one point that he uh, threw discus in high school. Oh, I, like, oh, I missed that. I made that up. I made that up. Yeah, he would. Yeah, I mean, they do give exposition in this movie in a weird way, where like people just literally talk over things. They'll, yeah. They're showing like the more they show the newspaper clippings or I something that. like that, or someone's just in the background, like, "Hey, can you believe this guy? He he now is running for senator, and things are going great." Like stuff like that. They kind of, yeah. so I wouldn't put it past them to be like, "Hey, did you see Steve? He threw discus in high school." Well, now that you mention it, I would like to rebook something real quick, Brain. Go for it. So I, I do love that how they do this little uh, uh, newspaper clipping. Uh, let's flash through time real quickly and give you a little bit of narration. And they could have done that with uh, giving, giving Captain America a few missions under his belt. You know what I mean? Why did we have to, why does it have to be, we only have a few days. Yeah. Why couldn't they just say, we need you over there right now. God damn it. The war effort's not going well. We need a man over there to do something like they don't, they didn't have to jump straight to, Oh God, we're all going to blow up. Like let, let it simmer a bit, give him a few missions. And then you could have done the whole news newspaper gimmick. You wouldn't have had to film any scenes. You just have pictures of him fucking punching people, yeah. kicking dudes in the balls, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, in a shield, uh, 
definitely touched on one of my big issues with the movie. We're to skip ahead a little bit, but they speed so quickly through the first act, and then the middle is such a slog. Like mm-hmm. I would have, they could have totally extended and like we were, like we've been saying, given us more time with him prior to see why he's worthy of this or shown, you know, like you were saying, just give captain some captain America, some, you know, easy pushovers, let him get some squash matches in, build him up before we send him off. And right. I feel like they could have totally stretched the first act of the movie and cut down the slog. That's the second, but some of that could have been budget as well. Maybe they yeah. didn't have the budget to shoot a bunch of, even just quick scenes of him in different locations punching Nazis, but not enough of him punching Nazis in this movie. So there is a director's cut out there of this. Um, Brain, did you know about this? Um, possibly. God, you're an idiot. Uh, so, <laughs> so apparently Albert Pune, uh, back when, whenever the other Captain America came out, the, I'm going to call it a remake. The, uh, Chris Evans version came out. Albert Pune went on like a little tour to show his version, which was a director's cut. It had like an extra, I don't know, 12, 15 minutes or something like that in this, in this film. And uh, apparently it's mostly character work about Steve Rogers and how, you know, him kind of coming to the realization that putting on the suit didn't make him a hero, you know, taking the the serum didn't make him a hero. He was already a hero. He just had to believe in himself and and fight for what he believed in and yada, yada, yada. So that it may be there i don't know if it it exists in the way we that need to, we, you, need to we would it. like it but yeah it would be i mean it'd be interesting to read that because that's another thing they kind of touched on in the falcon and the winter soldier is like they they have this serum why has it never worked with anybody else and part of it is because yeah steve isn't just the serum you know on a person it's right it amplifies everything you are so him you know being the, the true hero and being a good person and all that just gets amplified times you know 100 so that's why they haven't been able to duplicated or have anybody else at work with other than Steve. So that would have been, I would like to have seen that. I, I guess it's just part of at the time they just, you know, I don't know if people were really into character work in their superhero movies or whatever existed for them in, in the early nineties. But my guess is be, they were just like, no, we got to get right to him, you know, yeah, right. in the suit doing things. I would hate to amplify myself by 10 times. Yeah. Oh. Uh, can I take us off track for a moment? <laughs> that's not possible were we on a track no you okay. had mentioned the discus and i okay. and carrie von eric and it all kind of loops back in because when brutus beefcake had his parasailing accident he was scheduled to face mr perfect for the intercontinental title at SummerSlam 90 mm. then obviously he couldn't do it so the replacement was the texas tornado carrie von eric holy shit who went on to defeat mr perfect with fate in a bullshit match but mr perfect got it back because he had a great manager. All right, so Steve, Captain America, he's there on his first mission, but Red Skull was expecting him. Uh, when he gets inside, he sees the rocket, he sees Red Skull, um, throws the shield because that had been quite effective getting into the place, but not as effective against the great Red Skull, who is also a super soldier. He catches it, um, and we're getting this already. It's an early one, Red Skull versus Cap. Uh, but this does not go very well for Captain America. Uh, he gets strapped to the rocket. Um, and there, now he finds out, all right, this is going to be a gift for President Roosevelt. So uh, this rocket's headed to the White House. But uh, some quick thinking by our boy, Captain America, Chad Cruz. 
Yeah, you know, President Roosevelt also suffered from polio. Um, and unlike President Roosevelt, uh, Captain America has now twice the strength. So he's able to kick the the fucking Hishimahu thing on the rocket. The fender? What is that called? Well, first he grabs. He's going to, like, take Red Skull out oh, of the yeah. eye. Yeah, but Red, yeah, but Red Skull just fucking chops his own hand off. And you know what? I always thought forever for the last 30 years, however long this movie's been out that he cut his own hand off because he's an idiot. I was like, why didn't he just cut his up to cut his hand off? Right. In the movie. He tried to, I never noticed that Ryan cap pulls him in right as it's coming through. I dude, I never saw that. The the dozens and dozens of times, thousands of times I've watched this. Isn't Uh, that something? I I always questioned the, the forethought of the commanders and generals, but if they knew the Red Skull also had the super serum, super soldier serum, and had been operating and been raised by the Nazis for the past, I don't know what twenty years or whatever it is, you're essentially sending in Cap, who was two days ago a man with polio on an equal yeah. playing field with like a trained soldier. So like, yeah. there was no scenario where he was going to come in there right. and in a one v one beat Red Skull, right? And and you know. uh Red Skull, did it, did it say how old he was when they took him? I mean, he looked about eight, eight or nine, I assume. Yeah. So it's only been seven years, so this son of a bitch is only like 16 years old. We should have counted old. the rings when, when his hand chopped up. Like, he could have. I don't think it works that way. Uh, but that's still like seven years of training, like with the serum, and you're sending yes. in, yeah. you know, this, this, yesterday yeah, this was is a guy. A guy who, yeah, a guy who got recruited to the high school wrestling team has to fight Brock Lesnar. Oh snap! In his first match, it's it's yeah. not good. It's not but Brock Lesnar's not a sixteen-year-old. It doesn't matter. I bet I, I can. I'm just assure you, at sixteen, Brock Lesnar was probably yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. He was a monster. So, if so I was we, in a prison cell with Brock, a sixteen-year-old Brock Lesnar, I'd have a sore butthole. This basement was a terrible idea. What due to his cooking? What what is what's he making in there? What's going on? Oh, he's making fudge pie. Oh, that prison that prison <laughs> line is fudge pie. You see, folks, this is what we've been missing out on uh, the past two episodes is Chad Cruz, and now it's like Chad Cruz uncensored. So good luck to us all. I'll definitely have to make sure I hit the explicit button when I upload it. <laughs> um. So yeah. So now this rocket goes off because. Captain America is no longer holding on to Red Skull because he's just holding on to Red Skull's hand. Uh, it's pretty and, awesome. Yeah, it, it is. And young Tom Kimball is visiting Washington, D.C. with his senator father and his mom. And he's 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 got big dreams. He wants to be president someday. And he really wants to go see that freaking White House. And he doesn't care if it's the middle of the night. He wants Oof, to go. His that is dangerous. Like, Get to bed. And we'll go in the we'll see it tomorrow. Oh, okay, yeah. But so Tom sneaks out, visits. He's got his camera. He's taking pictures. And at that exact moment, here comes the rocket barreling towards the White House. And now, Chad, what you had mentioned earlier, Captain America has the strength to kick this thing off course. Yeah. But why didn't he have the strength to, like, break the things that were strapping him in? Um, it probably has to do with leverage. Oh yeah, right. it was animantium. We're gonna say it's it was animantium. Uh, there you uh, go. That could be it. We'll say that. No, but what's the, the what's the Wakandan? Really? What's the Wakandan one? 
or a vibranium. Vibranium, yeah. That his shield was made of vibranium, correct? Yes. Okay. So maybe they made the cuffs of vibranium. Mm, it could be. I, I was like the idea that they put so much fuel on, on board with that rocket that it could go an extra, I don't know, three thousand miles to Alaska after missing yeah. the White House. Yeah. Good point. I think it was kind of a uh, part of that. It got caught into like a northerly wind. There you go. Uh, mm. If you read, if you pause. If you pause during the newspaper clipping thing, it there's an article about it. I think yeah. there's something in there about a, a, a weather section that came up through the <laughs> yeah. Washington D.C. area. It may, it may have been an Alberta clipper that sent it right up there. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, the rock he does it, but as he's going, Tom snaps the picture. Um, the rocket ends up heading north. We do eventually find out it. it we just know it lands somewhere in the snow, and it he, he becomes a ice cube basically. Um, so now we see young Tom talking to his BFF Sam and tells him this fantastic story. Fortunately, he does have that picture. So that helps, you know, make like, I, I believe you. I'm seeing it right here. What you're saying. It's not some bullshit story. Like Chad Cruz would tell you, this is a right. real story. Um, and they're like, who is this guy? He wasn't the submariner. He's not the human torch. Who is he? We don't know. And, it, it kind of ends there. And now we've get what you were talking about, the newspaper headlines, uh, which I think that first bit of music was like, could have been Sid Vicious's first theme in WCW. That's just, frightening. Just generic production music that WCW would use. Um, so there's that. Um, and we kind of, these newspaper headlines, we find out Tom Kimball, he fulfills his dream, Chad Cruz. He becomes president of the United States. Wow. That's, that's really thrilling how, stuff. How, how often does that happen? A kid Not, wants to be president and becomes president or just anyone becomes president? The kid who that was what he knew he wanted to do it when he was that young and was freaking obsessed with the White House that young. And that's what happens to him. I don't know. It's kind of one of those positions where we... We almost shouldn't want someone in there that's dreamt about it since they were a kid. I agree. You couldn't pay me enough money to be president. Well, There's not enough money. Old tomboy like, had to accept do some shady shit through those years to get in that position. Possibly. <laughs> well, we get the news report and we see grown-up President Campbell, who is played by the one and only Ronnie Cox. Who's Ooh. never a good guy. He is here. He's a good guy in Beverly, Hills good. in Beverly Hills Cop. He's a good guy. I guess that's right. He is equal good and bad. That's why it's always interesting. You don't know what you're going to get. Of course, when he's bad, he's better. Wouldn't you say, Dick Jones? Mm-hmm. It's a good one. What was his name in uh, Total Recall? I don't remember. I don't oh, remember. man. Bad guy. <laughs> CEO bad guy. Yeah. Uh, I just well, looked it up on IMDb. Excellent. Um, they're, they're always right. So the president is going to be heading to Rome for a summit about environmental issues and plastics and pesticides and the, the usual. Uh, so Fleming is still around, but he's a general now, and he is Darren McGavin, who, of course, is a Christmas story dad. Also from uh, Raw Deal with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, and he's kind of... Is he, like, in the cabinet, would you think, Chad? Is he, like, the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's one of those guys. But I mean, he would have had what fifty years in in 
service at this point. Yeah. He, That's an obscene he, amount of time. It would never happen, but nope. go on. Okay. Well, <laughs> it doesn't, you know, he's, he's doing something. You, you, Ryan alluded to maybe Kimball having to do some shady shit, but this man is definitely doing some shady shit. Cause the next time we see him, he's at Fortress Lorenzo with Red Skull who had some plastic surgery. So he has like a normal skin tone now, somewhat normal. Um, and using his real name, DeSantis, they're all sitting around and they're like, okay, we got to get rid of this freaking Kimball guy. And Fleming just wants to straight up kill him, but they've done that in the past and just made like heroes out of people like Martin Luther King and JFK. Um, so Red Skull has the bright idea to put a brain implant in him instead which then they could make him do and say whatever they want him to. Ah, interesting. I like the idea that we have Captain America punching fascist named DeSantis. That's pretty timely. You know, <laughs> <it's> that. <laughs> I never caught that. Very good running Campbell current events. Uh, Fleming. Oh yeah. So meanwhile in Alaska, some s- surveyors and the main one was played by Norbert Weiser, who is an Albert Pune favorite and pops up in a lot of his his films uh they find captain america in the block of ice they really don't know what they found they see a hand they bring this giant ice block of ice to their the camp it thaws out oh, it definitely gave off some of the thane vibes like i don't know yes. if that, they, were, they were going for that or not it, it did um cap is back baby norbert snaps a picture that picture makes the papers all over the world and our president sees it and boy, he pulls out his wallet because he's been keeping that Captain America picture with him all this time. Chad Cruz. Does that impress you? That, I mean, that's pretty impressive. You know, guys, Is that uh, more impressive than it's young boys dream coming true. Uh, I don't know that. I mean, the picture could last if it were the same wallet from when he was a kid. Now I'd be impressed because one of the biggest flexes I have is, I've had the same wallet since the year 2000. Wow. Ooh, with like yeah. the plastic inserts for pictures and everything. Nope. I was ahead of my time back then. I have like the, uh, the money Metal clip, kind? like oh, yeah. the money clip wallet that, you know, where you can put cards on the outside and money on the inside. Uh-huh. So it was a pretty badass wallet back in 2000. Now it's just, uh, I mean, there's some, there's some tape holding it together. I'm not going to lie. I had a but cool. It's hard uh, to pass. It's hard to get rid I, of it. I had a cool, uh, cool. But I had a Velcro Michael Jackson wallet. Oh 80s, God! And then I think I upgraded to a body glove wallet, which was also Velcro. Oh, man! And probably neon colors. I'm assuming it was. Yeah, it was bright yellow. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. You uh, don't have it anymore. No, I. No, I don't have. <laughs> Damn. That I wish I did, though. I, I, it would say I got it from Michael Dudikoff. Fuck uh, yeah. American Ninja 2. Remember when he, remember when he uh, was content to wear the, the full-on body glove suit? Yeah. And Steve James is like, James not was, a chance. was practically wanted to be nude if you'd allow it. <laughs> not a chance. Yeah. Steve James worked hard for that physique, and he was going to show it off one way or another. Um so yeah, this picture and you know, he's very excited. He calls Sam and Sam. Whoa. What an all-star Sam. Ned Beatty is now a real newspaper reporter, not just working for the school paper. Like he did when he was kids. There's another kid who knew what the frick he wanted to do way back then and did it. 
And still keeps that pencil in his glasses all these years later. Indeed. That's um, how you know it's the same person. That's some visual <laughs> storytelling. Well, he's good. What? They found him in Alaska? Well, that's where the hell Sam's going. Meanwhile, in Rome, Red Skull is getting his plan ready to kidnap the president and sends his daughter. Jack Roos, I'm sure you have something to say about this. Well, I will say that uh, the Red Skull um, appears to surround himself with lovely women. He's got a crew of... Not exactly uh, capable women, but lovely. Not exactly <laughs> capable. Well, we don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe the other 20 times they, they succeeded. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just that Captain America is so, so good at running away from gunfire. Uh, but yeah, he sends his, his, his daughter, uh, Valentia. Is that right? I, I believe so. Who knows? Who cares? Uh, he sends his daughter Val that and her very stupid Italian. friends. Valentia. But yeah, they, they, uh, they get to Alaska or Northern Canada, wherever it was about as quickly as Sam does super fast. Yeah. And they've got helicopter and then dirt bikes late in, in a bit. And Sam is just, he just drove there. I would hope a helicopter that delivers furniture though. I would no, that's a different movie. I would hope he took a flight and then rented that truck. Well, he worked for what uh, is a Washington Post or yeah. New York Post or something. So yeah. he's at least Yeah. He wasn't working in Atlanta, you know what I mean? He right. was like not super far away Damn. from Hot Atlanta out here taking strays. No, I mean like there's far, farther south. That's what I meant by that. Oh, gotcha. I also don't like the city of Atlanta, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all right. Um, so, yeah, the bad guys, they get on these dirt bikes. They're chasing Cap through the wilderness. Uh, Valentia, she manages to shoot Captain America. Um, but uh, Sam is there just in time to pick him up. And, and Captain America doesn't really have much choice. So he just hops in this with this guy that he does not know. Uh, who tells him all sorts of crazy things. Like I was sent by the president. The red skull is still alive and he's using his original name. And I think he killed all these high profile people that you have never heard of because you've been in ice for the past many decades. So uh, then he asks about, Hey, where's Dr. Vaselli's files? And then cap pulls a, just a classic trick on him. Chad Cruz. It's a classic. Yeah. He does the old, pull over i'm gonna be sick and then uh like an idiot sam gets out of the vehicle and he goes to check on him yeah like a caring human being so stupid i'll teach you why would he do that he should just pull his cell phone out and start scrolling twitter or taking a video of captain america puking that would go (laughs) viral in a second a tiktok of this loser puking in a costume Mm -hmm. yeah but well, yeah, but none of that could happen, obviously. <laughs> so Captain America was not really sick. He's like, ha ha. And then he goes and gets in the truck and Sam just stranded in northern Canada. Probably real cold. Oh, yeah. He should have popped the middle finger out of the window as he was driving away. Yeah. Or Sam should have as he drove away or both. Really? It's a good thing he wasn't killed by the <laughs> Nazis. Or like a bear. Or a bear. Oh, wow. Or a Nazi bear. Oh God! Don't bring that or, up. Yeah, or a cocaine. That might be their next experiment. Our cocaine Nazi bear. Oh shit! Well, as you <laughs> might imagine, like a movie. unlike that rocket, the truck does run out of gas. 
so Cap has to. He gets to a truck stop. He stows away on a semi that's delivering Molson to California. Ooh. I don't know how he knew it was heading to California. Perhaps he saw some sort of paperwork. Um, or no, maybe the the truck had California plates, so he he figured if sooner or later it'd have to go back to its point of origin. He might have I, seen their itinerary. Oh yeah, maybe. I will. I will say this though, as as Cap sitting in the truck with Sam, and Sam's telling him all this stuff, and just kind of like, blah, like fire hosing him with all this information. Uh, he's looking down. He sees the made in Japan, something or other, and then he sees another thing made in Germany, the Volkswagen truck that he's in. So he's like, "Oh God, Germany, Japan, those were my enemies." Because right. he doesn't know it's 1990. Right. He just knows that he's fucking got a crazy like axis of evil. He's got like a terrible, like crick in his back from sleeping weird. Yeah. And he's got to piss real bad. Cause he's been asleep for so long. Like he doesn't know anything. You don't know shit from Shinola. You got that right. So, uh, he gets to California. It's a much different place. Uh, the bathing suits for one are the swimwear is much more revealing. Chad Cruz. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> Okay, uh, so, well, he's going to go to Bernie's house because, remember, Bernie said she was going to wait for his ass for as long as it took. He's trying to get one of those. <laughs> so, he, he gets there, and he sees her daughter, Sharon, and thinks, oh, Bernie, look at you. I'm going to upgrade to the newer model. With oh, blonde hair. I like that look. Uh, but then he sees the real Bernie up on the front porch, and... Uh, also, like, her, 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 yeah, she was not frozen in ice. She aged, uh, you know, gracefully yeah. as could be. And she you know, ended up with a husband named Jack. Uh, after, and they come out because they she hear kind of scrambles to like hide Jack. <laughs> yeah, she does. Jack starts coming to the door and she's like, get the, get the back in there. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, well, he was ruining he was coming out to deliver an ass whooping. Yeah, because like, he heard Sharon scream for help. Cause she I love her. Jack. I would have been hilarious. Cap goes like, get back in the house, old man. Yeah. I have twice the strength of a man. Between me and Bernie and new hot Bernie. Yes. Yeah. You wanted to spend a weekend at Bernie's, I think, but (laughs) (laughs) Bernie can't believe it is real. That like what? But at the same time, part of her always knew Steve was alive. Well, Uh, I guess not a big part because she got remarried. Or got married. Well, that part, there's a part of her that needed some filling. Uh, that's yes. why she kept the house, though, because, like, I better stay at this house because if he does come back, this is where he knows I live. He's going to be horny. And, and he, yeah, he might be real horny. And I'll, I probably will be too. So he knew what it was. But yeah, she says, you know, Jack's a good man, a good father. She waited 16 years, which apparently is forever. It's a long that's, time, though. That is a long time. But yeah, she was getting to that point where if she wanted to have kids, it needed to happen. Yeah. And obviously it happened. And Jack, he sealed the deal. Good for you, Jack. He should have like winked at him. Jack has to hear all the time about this mystery (laughs) other guy. Right. He could just never live up to, but she did want some kids. So here you go, Jack. I need you. Jack's like, oh, you mean that that pussy with polio? Yeah, I remember him. Who ran out on you and who got real strong and then ran out on you? Yeah. He probably fell out of the plane and died. Yeah, I remember him. Jack. Yeah. Well, Valentia may not have gotten a cap, but uh, 
somehow she planted a bug that I mean, there's no like. Shouldn't they be sweeping for listening devices at all times? Well, let's let's talk about this real I mean, quick. Especially post Nixon, we we do know that they have an inside man, the general. That's true too. That is so true too. Let's not forget that that cocksucking general probably planted <laughs> a bug of some kind. And E yeah. for explicit. All right. Uh, yeah. So they're hearing all of Sam's calls with the president. I like that Sam like has a direct line to the president. That's a good friend. Like you would think the president might be on another call, but not when Sam calls right through. Um, Red Skull, not happy that his daughter failed him. Um, What do you mean? I sent you to tackle a super soldier and you couldn't get the job done. Yeah. The fact that she just even found him should have been like a major accomplishment. Uh, But, but you know, I'm not Red Skull. Uh, Sam is going through the top secret project rebirth files, which uh, this is another place where it pays to know the president, I suppose. Um, it finds out Captain America's true identity and thinks like if I'm Captain America and I've been frozen and all this crap, but where would I go? I'd go home and that's Redondo beach. Um, so that's where he's going to go. But of course the bad guys are listening. So that's where they're going to go too. But before that, Captain America apparently has a set of time life uh, history of America or something tapes he's watching mm-hmm. to, to catch up on everything because it, we don't have the internet. Now, if they made it, it would be the internet. Uh, what what did, was it in the, the new one? Did they ever catch him up? They had to. I don't remember. Ryan Campbell, tell me. Um, well, and we see it in the second one. He has a notebook of things people have told him to look okay. up. There you go. And he's like not he's as he's talking to people, they he just keeps noting things in the book that he That's needs right. to look up. But from a like world events perspective, we don't really ever see like, you know, if they sit him down and just give him Google for like a weekend. Yeah, we probably right. assume that's what he did. I if if he were asking me, he's like, what should I look up? I'd be like, two girls, one cup. <laughs> all right. It tells you all you need to know about where society's at right now. Yeah, I and he would, he would yeah. write it down and he'd be like, oh, I can't wait to see this. I would tell him to watch SummerSlam 90. <laughs> That's a good one. It is. Uh, feel the heat. All right. So uh, we get, uh, yeah, he's watching, the, but the, he's watching the tapes, realizes, oh, shit, that sand guy was telling me the truth. No, this stuff is real. Um, but the phone rings. Sharon picks it up. There's, been, it, there's trouble at the house, her parents' house. They race over there. Um they see Jack being taken to the ambulance. They then see that Bernie has been shot dead. Jack's like, they kept asking her about Captain America. And she wouldn't talk. So there's some loyalty from Bernie. Um, Sam is also been shot. Um, and uh, he was there first. He gets there first, but just seconds before the bad guys. He shot, gives Captain his Captain Midnight medal and tells him to give it to our, his buddy, the president, when he can. Goes into cardiac arrest and he dies right then and there. So no more Sam. Very sad. Um, but there's not too much time to mourn uh, because we're at the hospital uh, to visit Jack, our Sharon and Cap, and they see the news report that the president has been abducted in Rome, Chad Cruz. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big report. Um, lots happened in yeah, the last interrupts five minutes. The wheel of fortune. Yeah. Damn right. That show's still on. Can you believe that shit? Um, I mean, happy retirement, Pat Sajak. You, Pat Sajak is hilarious, by the way. If you've never listened to him, you should check him out when he's like a guest on some random podcast. He's so funny. But uh, Ryan maybe Seacrest. we could get him on this show. Uh, is he on Ryan? He oh, they're going to get. Are they getting Ryan Seacrest? Yeah. Ryan Seacrest will be taking over Wheel of Fortune. Good for him. He'll be good for the next thirty years, probably in it. Um, but yeah, a lot of shits happened, right? Everybody's shot. Bernie's dead. Jack's shot. But not somehow Jack lives. That's kind of fucked up, right? Uh, but uh, and then Sam's dead. So you're like, oh my god. And then oh shit, now the president's been abducted. So now of course Cap is like, I have to go do this. Not only am I propelled by, you know, just the, the idea of like me being this heroic figure for the country that I love, uh, but I'm also, I want some vengeance on these assholes for killing my gal. Yeah. So. Uh, so now him and Sharon need to find out everything they can about the red skull. And she's like, well, did the doctor, whatever her name was, have a diary? He's like, shit, damn right. She did. <laughs> <laughs> he learned that to VHS tape. Yeah. So they go back to that diner, uh, which has been remodeled since cap was there, but he don't care. He goes right into the ladies room, punches through the wall, finds the uh, secret passage to get downstairs to the lab. Um, and he does find the diary, but we've got the bad guys there. And uh, for a moment, at least, they get Sharon. It's not looking good, but even it wasn't his real shield, Ryan Campbell, old Cap finds a makeshift shield and starts kicking some ass. That's right. He uses like the lid of like some industrial equipment. As long as it's circle-shaped, he's good to go. But he, uh, that definitely helps... Uh, um, get around the, the issue of not having a shield that we don't see for a while here. But, uh, and this is, I mean, this is kind of what we were talking about where I just felt like the movie really just grinds to a halt is all this leading up to from here to the finale. But, um, but yeah, he cap, it does manage to get one guy, uh, limited down there where he interrogates him, finds out where the red skull is, but the guy has no idea. He's just getting orders from, uh, you know, the, the daughter. So, uh, that's kind of a dead end there and, and they have to move on to the next, Go back to the drawing boards, if you will. <laughs> Indeed, Ron Mathis. All right, so we've got, I want to say this about the makeshift shield, because Chad Cruz, if there's any child out there or anybody who was a child growing up with these comic books that did not use a garbage can lid as their Captain yeah. America shield, are you even a kid? Were That's you true. ever a kid? I mean, no, I don't think you were. I, I will still do that to this right. day. Uh, any circular object. Uh, you know, you pick it up and it's shield size. You're like, okay, this could make great shield. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's what you do. It's, it's natural. Just like a tube shaped item becomes a lightsaber. Right. That's true. All right. Well, as Ryan said, they're going to have to go back to the drawing boards. Uh, what? Oh yeah. The diary though has some information. It's got red skulls name. Or didn't have his name, but it has his hometown and a description of the home he was abducted from. A house with three angels. Not to be confused with one of my favorite Godfather characters of all time, Frankie Five Angels, Frank Pentangeli. <laughs> this is just three, so this yeah. is two less than Frankie. Yeah. Uh, 
so skull oh yeah now skull red skull has pre the president we've we've covered that in the news report but he has to the process you can't just jam a freaking implant brain implant in a person there's things you have to give him uh, and the process will take 24 hours before he's ready for his brain implant. But they have removed, they have removed his uh, tracker that was in his tooth. What's the uh, flight time from California to Italy? By the way, anybody know? I don't know. It's pretty Somebody, damn long. I would flight. imagine it's pretty long. Yeah, I it's would, very yeah. long. DC to Italy probably not so bad, but I just looked it up. Yeah. It's 150 hours. Look at I you. Made I made that up. Oh, I thought you were but, on Travelocity. No, are right you kidding now. me? No, I didn't look that up. That's right. Uh, you don't do any work. Go on. Brain, do you believe the 150 hours? What are you fucking I, I don't know what. I don't know what. I just was happy you said something. He, never, he barely <laughs> leaves Cleveland. <laughs> but yeah, it would have taken a long time, right? So they've only got 24 hours for this process to kind of take effect. So uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take them. They don't have a whole lot of time. There's a lot of time crunches in this movie. Yeah. And they're wasting a lot of time by going around asking people his fucking name. Who cares? Go whoop this guy's ass. You know, he's a giant fortress. Go to the giant. Hey, do you know where this red face guy is? Yeah. Yeah. You ever heard of the red skull? <gasps> we don't talk about him. Oh, we don't talk about him. Where the fuck does he live at? Cause let's go whoop his ass. Yeah. That'd be and good. If they don't know, just punch the shit out of him until they give you information. You're Captain yeah. America. <laughs> Damn so, right. Again, we talked about how he's a good person and wouldn't do something like that. Mm. Sharon would do it. She's not afraid. She would. She would. She's good. She's pissed. They but killed a her few mom. black guys to save literally thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> so Captain America, they, he goes to this, but he does that gimmick where he tries to ditch Sharon with yeah. his car sick bullshit. Meanwhile, Tom has gotten a hold of some acid. I, I missed where he got that from, but he's trying to escape from his cell. Cap gets to the Three Angel House, but he doesn't have. He doesn't. He can't speak Italian. Oh, man. And the new owners can't speak English, so this is not going to go very well, but good good for him. Bullheaded Sharon just got a cab and followed Cap, and she could speak Italian. The new owners kept a box of stuff that was left there by the old owners, which included a tape recorder uh, that happened to be running the night. We did see that at the beginning. Um, so they hear the Red Skull's abduction uh, from the start of the movie. Uh, that will come into play later when they make a copy of that. Uh, and now Sharon and Cap, yeah, to your point, Ryan, they're now they're just kind of like, let's just sit at this cafe. We, you know, you need to eat. It's good so, coffee there, I'm sure. Yeah, and they're just kind of figuring out what, what they're going to do next. But uh, the bad guys show up, nearly shoot them, nearly run them over. Uh, and then a bicycle becomes the getaway vehicle, Chad Cruz. I thought that was interesting. It's good, good little bicycle chase. Uh, you know, the movie has, uh, it's kind of, it's not a super action packed film. It kind of goes around you asking questions. They go to like a, they're like, do you know anybody who fixes old radios? And then a guy just turns it on and it works. Like, dude, you said you had one of these when you were a kid. Yeah. Idiot. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're kind of like wasting a bunch of time. So every once in a while we get an action scene. You're like, oh, finally about damn time. So the action scene's not uh, super exciting because he's on a bicycle. Uh, but we do get, you know, there's some dudes on motorbikes and uh, some more shield action. Uh, you know, for me, I'm like, just put the damn suit on. That's what I right. want to see. Right. Punch a damn Nazi. Right. <laughs> yeah. For as, as quick as they got him into the thing, 
they didn't get him back into the thing forever. Right. Um, right. So they double back, go to the cafe. They see that Valentia dropped her purse and now they get the name, they get the address. Um, and Sharon's like, but of course they still got the bad guys on their, on their trail. So Sharon's like, all right, you go do what you got to do. I'll drive away and they'll, they'll follow me. But that doesn't quite work out. It seems like a did, good idea, but did all Va- it, yeah. Did Valentia have her like driver's license with her fortress Lorenzo yeah, exactly. address? Exactly. <laughs> well, she's sweet. You don't, you wouldn't if you lived in the fortress. Um, Maybe she has a business card. Yeah, she might. Um, so <laughs> she just ends up, Sharon becomes prisoner number two at the fort. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, prisoner number one, the president himself, he's going to be ready in about 20 minutes for that implant. Uh, so he better work on this acid that he has to burn through the bars. Uh, and it works. He, he weakens them up. He's able to get himself out of there. So the guards go, though, to get him like, oh, it's almost time. Almost time to make the fajitas or whatever they're doing with them. <laughs> and uh, the oh, shit, he's gone. We're going to be in trouble. Um, and, you know, he could have been in worse trouble, but Red Skull kind of needs him alive. So they're not going right. to kill him, which is good for him. But he's like, you know what? He sacrifices himself, Chad. Takes this big leap. He doesn't know what's going to happen. But boy, does something happen for him. Yeah, it sure does. He he jumps from the the walls of this fortress down to the the uh, certain death below the the stony, the sharp edged rocks, uh, potentially some water down there. I don't know what's down there, but he jumps off knowing that he's a dead man. Perhaps the Mediterranean Sea. Potentially, yes, uh, lovely sea. By the way, he also knows that by jumping, that Red Skull won't get what he needs, and he needs him alive. So Tom makes the ultimate sacrifice and he jumps. But guess what? Captain America is there and he catches yeah. his ass. And unlike last time he grabbed someone's hand, this time he's not going to let someone cut it off. Right. And yeah. He pulls him up and he saves his life. And it's like, oh, fantastic. What an amazing scene. And I will say this, Brain. So uh, I mentioned this to you off- offline here that uh, I watched this movie with my son, um, who's about to turn nine. And he's never seen a comic book movie ever. Wow. And I know. And so do you know what's next, by the way? Superman. Superman. Across the Spider-Verse. No, Superman. So uh, God. we uh, we watched this together. And when this scene happened, I after right after it happened, I paused it and I said, you know what just happened? And he's like, oh, he jumped. He jumped off. And I was like, why did he jump off? He's like, because he knew Captain America was down there and he would catch him. And I go, but did he know he was down there? You, and like, you dumb bastard. And he, and he was like, he was like, oh, I don't know. I just assumed he knew he was there. That's why he jumped. I go, no, he jumped off because he was killing himself to keep him, to keep, to stay away from the Red Skull. So, so he didn't he get what become, he yeah, wanted. He, could not become he was weapon, like, right? oh my goodness. Like that is, that's, that's incredible. And I was like, it is incredible. And then I hit play again. Well, I cannot wait for the Good moment talking about suicide. <laughs> the recap of his first time. Watch. I, I'm envious that it's going to be his first time to watch Superman. Oh, it's going to be good. I'm excited that for it. Is, uh, that is a, uh, that's something special right there. Um, 
so yeah, it, it worked out for old the Prez as he was going down. Cap was coming up. Um, and, and just the other thing is like, he, this is somebody he saw when he was a young kid and like, we get a G whiz out of Captain America, which kind of dates him a bit, but that makes sense. Uh, Cap gives Sam, uh, Tom the medal that uh, Sam gave him, the Captain Midnight medal. Um, tells him to go, hey, go get out of the, get to safety. But again, Tom Randall's showing he's got balls of steel, Chad Cruz. Mm-hmm. He's all in. He does call NATO Command for some help, but he's not running away. He's going to stay and help captain america and wouldn't you know who he runs into at the fort but Mm. that no good bastard general fleming when you know who won the pony (laughs) exactly thank you corny and uh yeah reds he he knocks out general fleming and at you know that's kind of elder abuse i think at this point but it's all right he deserved it doesn't count when they're Nazis or Nazi sympathizers. Exactly. Um, so we get the rematch now, Chad Cruz. It's Cap versus Red Skull, but things are a bit different this time. Are things they? are a bit different this time. Um, you know, I guess Cap's fighting for something a little more uh, than he was before. This I, time it's personal. Ah, oh, shit. God damn it. Go back, rewind that. Okay. This time. It's personal. Ooh. Good good point, Chad. Yeah. But yeah. They're right. fighting each other. Punch in, punch, kick, punch, kick, punch, punch. There's a punch there. I think someone punches another person. Yeah, there's uh, punches everywhere. Eventually. So the, the last few minutes of this film have more edits in it than most other films entirely. <laughs> it's insane. And every time I would make, make a note about it, then there would just be more. Like I almost yeah. had a seizure watching all the edits in the end of this movie. It is, a, you know, these, these action sequences aren't done by masters of action. Uh, I don't, I've never seen Matt Salinger on a list of greatest action heroes of all time uh, or actors of all time. And there's a reason for that. You know, they, they do their best. Albert Pune is, is also a man who uh, he's got some really cool action sequences in some movies. And then he's got other movies that are the most despicable pieces of shit that I've ever seen. And... The rest action, in peace, Albert. Yes, rest in peace. <laughs> but but uh, th- that could have been a great scene here. Uh, but instead, we kind of get like this back and forth between Cap and Skull. And then we get Sharon and Valentia. That's probably a better fight scene sequence, to be honest. Um, and then eventually, a Skull grabs a, a, a submachine gun and Cap gets a shield. And then it's like, you know, I'm excited again. Yeah. Right? Because my favorite thing about the whole Captain America character and the shield is his, is his kind of uh, protective, not a weapon, but like it's his, his accessory uh, is the different ways that he can use it. He can throw it. He can hit somebody with it. He can fucking duck behind it. He can do the little roll on the ground behind it. I love all that stuff. And at the end of the movie, he finally kind of uses it and it's great to see. Yeah, we find out Skull has a detonator to a bomb that could destroy all of Southern Europe and kill <laughs> 70 million people. Is that a There we go. That's more that, like is it. Is that a better number for you, Ryan? That's a better, and that's what I want to hear. <laughs> it's also hidden on a piano, which is just explicitly, like, or uh, just for whatever reason, on, you know, the overlook of this beautiful landscape. So, yeah. Yeah. what, uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll act. I'll ask this in a minute. Go ahead. So, yeah, um, Cap then uses 
I guess he's playing some mind games with Red Skull because he has that tape from the night Skull was kidnapped. He plays it, calls him by his name, um, and it just... Yeah, this whole ending was... I don't know. My guess is the budget was gone at this point. I yeah, think I, 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 that, that amount of editing and cuts tells me they didn't have a lot of shots to work with, so they were just trying to create action by throwing in edits and everything else that's going on. There's very few people in these final scenes. So my guess would say is they literally shot this like on someone's vacation in Italy and just try to get something done. And this, this could have been part of the reshoots. I don't know, but you know, you get the, you know, he, he wings the, the shield, uh, takes skull over the edge, seemingly dying. I don't know why the thing didn't blow up. Does anyone yeah. know what didn't that's, blow up? That's what I I was confused. They didn't. They made a point of main showing it getting flung from his body, though. Like if you watch when he's falling and yeah. whatever they mannequin or whatever they did to get that scene, you see something go flying really off the right. From what I, I heard, yeah, yeah. I heard they used a guy with polio to do that. There you go. It saved money that way. They paid his family twenty bucks something like that. <laughs> but you see it go flying. So I guess let's say what crashed on the rocks and before it finally Ooh, went. Okay. My, in my mind, I was like, you know, if I let go of this detonator, this thing, you know what I mean? Like, so then. And aren't those bombs still there? I mean, wherever. You would think that. Managed, so it was definitely a unique detonator with like the weird half circle quarter things that would come up on it. I've never seen a detonator like that. It was Italian. There you go. Yeah, that makes sense. That's but then he then And then Valentia's like, you son of a bitch. She grabs a gun and he's like, heads up. Cause it's funny. Cause she doesn't, she doesn't die. Was she decapitated? Uh, it went like this. <laughs> so whatever that noise means. They, they kind of like do the quick zoom on her head and then we never see her body again. Like I'm going to say that shield right. just chopped her head off. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and, and then we just quickly find out that the treaty of the environmental treaty was signed and the, it's the end credits. Yeah. Goodbye. Would have been great if cap had picked his shield up. And he's like, oh, gross. And it's just covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's like shit it's hanging like from matter it. on it and everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, nasty. Yeah. All right. Ryan Campbell, your final thoughts. Uh, I imagine this was your first time watching this iteration of Captain. It was. Yeah. And, and honestly, the first like 15, 20 minutes, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, this has actually got some cool stuff in it. I liked even some little moments. I don't know if it was done intentionally or not, but like, the first shot of Steve Rogers, we pan from the street into like his humble home, you know, in the forties through the window. And the last shot in Endgame, the last time we see Steve Rogers, we pan in from the street into the window where he's dancing with Peggy. So like, and there was like, I don't know if that was intentional again, but like there, I, I really liked it. And I thought like the, the opening and I didn't expect it to be as, you know, to see, you know, families getting gunned down and all these other things happening. So I was like, Oh man, they're really going for it. Like they're really trying. And, you know, typically when you think of hero movies in the nineties, they're just constant cheese. Um, and then the middle just grinded to a halt. And by the end, and then we're talking about the ending and how just kind of hastily thrown together it was. So like they had me in the first, you know, 30, 40 minutes. I was, I was on it. Like the, you know, I was rating it higher than what I expected going in. And then it just, it was a slog to get through the, the back, you know, second half to two quarters of the film. Chad Cruz. Um, yeah, I mean, I 
I've seen this movie, uh, I don't know, a bunch of times, dozens of times probably. And it goes back with me to when I was a kid and, and they didn't make comic book movies every 16 days. And, you know, every movie wasn't a 45 film, you know, trilogy of 17 trilogies. And you got like fucking 17 series about a guy, you know, his origin. I, I'm just like, I've got superhero fatigue, but I will watch 1990 Captain America anytime you ask me to brain. Because it, uh, to me, it's got a lot of heart to it. It, it doesn't have flashy CGI. It doesn't have uh, uh, great action sequences. But, you know, in 1990, they weren't that bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it's only because I watch so many great things now that I'm like, oh, maybe they weren't as good as I thought. But back, you know, when I was a kid, I can remember enjoying the action sequences. Uh, my biggest hit on this movie has always been he doesn't spend enough time in, in the suit. Like, yeah. put the damn suit on, please. And and certainly the middle, it does feel like it slows down. It's like way too much. Like, oh, we got to go to this place now. We have to see if we can get information. Now let's go to this place see if we can get some information. Like, um, it it there there are plenty of moments where they could have. If you're going to make cuts, make cuts there, and then you know, give me another dozen guys at the Red Skulls fortress for him to beat the shit out of because that's what i want to see i want to see captain america come in there use his shield to beat the crap out of people and then save the day so i love ronnie cox as the president i think he's fantastic uh he's gone on record saying this is the greatest script he's ever read Mm -hmm. and he has no no idea how they screwed the movie up that bad so uh yeah it's incredible Lack of um, cash, Ronnie. Lack of cash. Lack of cash, yeah. So I, I, I do love the movie, um, but I'm also very biased towards it. Right. Yeah, that's definitely, on this rewatch, what I took. Like, he is not Captain America for that long in the movie, which is which is strange. Um, come on, Menachem. But, you know, and I guess that may have been another clue that this one, if it had the full budget, I feel like Menachem would have directed it himself because that was classic Menachem. When it was something big, he would have had he would have been more hands on with it. It would have been as long as it needed to be. Yeah, uh, Delta Force. <laughs> yeah, like the Delta Force. Uh, you know, so I, I kind of almost wish we would have got that. But you know, Albert Pune was known for a guy who could do a movie and get it done, no matter what you, you could In, say. Here's right. eighteen dollars. Can you make the movie? Yes. In Here's five days, dollars. Can you make? Yeah, whatever price you gave him, he would have said yes. I can make this happen for you, and that's you know, what what kept him getting steady work for for quite a long time. So there you have it. Uh, what a what a way to uh, celebrate the Fourth of July than with Captain America here on the Bulletproof Podcast. Uh, let's talk a little bit before we go about bulletproofaction.com. Talk about a 4th of July celebration. I have worked for hours on a post that will be up, depending on when you're listening to it, may already be up. I call it the United States of Action, and it is an action movie for every state of the Union, Chad Cruz. Beautiful. Plus Washington, D.C. So check that out. I'm sure there will be. And again, I only picked one, everyone. And I may not have picked the one you would have picked. But that's kind of the, the point. You, you, you may be like, yeah. oh, I would have picked this for New York. I would have picked this for Illinois. Yeah, some states had so many options. I, I didn't know what to do. Others, I was 
researching and looking and asking people and talking like oh it was it's it's been a lot of work but i think it came out great and i hope a lot of people like it uh and i hope yes please go please go i i I don't know how many texts i got of how hard he was working on this thing uh so please go check it out if nothing else than to to validate all the work yeah just put into this humor me just humor it's a long it's a long post it's a long ass post i'll tell you that was this take a real big shit you want to read this one (laughs) Yeah. Was this an original idea of yours? Well, I had seen it uh, like horror movies. Okay. I'd done it. And I'm like, you know what? Why, why doesn't he? And I th- you know, saw that years ago. And every year I'm always like, I should do that for for action movies. Right. But then I would I would start thinking of weird states. I'm like, oh, they ain't got nothing. Never mind. Never mind. But right. I, I don't know. Something just clicked this, this past like year where I'm like, I think I could pull this off. Even if I miss one or two, I'll just call them out for being bastards who don't have action movies, but I did it. I found 50. You, 50 you know how I love to start posts and never finish them. Right. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I started writing notes down on paper. I'll see if I can find them like five, six years ago on, I didn't, I wasn't as clever enough to call it this, but I was writing down my favorite action movie from each state. All right. I will see yeah. if I can find it. I probably gave up after I like found Wyoming and I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know, Wyoming but, was when I found, Oh, that was a, probably some was good Westerns. No, no, but, but it's one you've covered. So I won't give it away go. here. You want to check it out. Check it out. Everybody. United States of action. Also, I'm going to do a little Shaw brothers, the kid with the golden arm. I've never seen that one, but I hear great things about it. So I'm going to delve into my Shaw brothers collection and check that out. Ryan Campbell, I know you're going to be continuing your secret invasion coverage. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, It's been a pleasant surprise. Kind of one I forgot about. I know Chad was mentioning superhero fatigue and like, is anyone going to watch this series? But it, it's stuff different with the whole spy thriller aspect to, to be entertaining. So yeah, definitely check out the, the coverage there. And I will... And I'm still campaigning to do Barbie later this month. No, Barbie will be on our site. <laughs> But we will have more Warrior. I'm so happy Warrior is back. Hopefully they're not dropping three episodes a week because that's been a lot. But hopefully if we go to one a week, we'll be good. I'm very excited to have that back. I understand there's some kind of big surprise they have mid-season that involves Ooh. Enter the Dragon. And I have to imagine that could be Bolo Young because who the hell else is left? That, that could be a part of that. So, um We'll see. Uh, I'm very excited. Of course, that is the reason for that is was based on a story that Bruce Lee had written. Um, so Warrior is back and I will be covering that. Chad, do you know anything you're going to be doing? I know you have yeah. some things in the works. I do have a few things. Uh, you know, I've been I've been away for a few weeks. I had another child, added another another little baby to the family and uh, moved into a new house. I've been kind of busy. Uh but uh, recently, I've been kind of crushing all these foreign films that I've that have been on my list for some time that I've never actually watched. So you'll see some new uh, some some foreign film content coming from me here soon. And uh, I've got this uh, first time watch for a Jet Li film that I've been uh, dying to see. Absolutely We've heard about that for months. now. So uh, you'll probably get that here maybe before this drops. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, so be on the lookout for that, too. Yeah, Chad Cruz, you could do a list of movies uh, from every country, action movies from every country. Why don't you start that's, working on that? That seems like a lot of work, Brain. 
Um, yes, it does. Um, <laughs> so you'll never see that, everybody. Um, nope. Yeah, so there's there's that. Uh, anything else? Oh, I probably should plug the fact that if you want to hear me do some wrestling commentary, you could do so on the Premier Streaming Network with my boss, Freddie Prince Jr. He's the owner. He's part owner, you know, Chad. Oh, uh, that's cool. I didn't know that. So, yeah, he is. Uh, he invested in that. Uh, because he is a big wrestling fan. But yeah, Rufflin Feathers uh, from Spot Monkey Promotions. I did the commentary for that, and I should be doing some more commentary gigs for them nice. in the future. So you can definitely, I'll, I'm sure I'll mention it here on the show and on my Twitter uh, as well. Um, but next time, in case you still want to hear more of me, I will be here. Chad, we promised them a Blind Fury podcast. Yes. And I think we got to make good on that promise on our next episode what do you yeah i think i think we deliver it super hard okay super hard indeed that's what we're all about here on the bulletproof podcast so glad to have chad cruz back and of course ryan campbell always love when you stop in and especially when we can uh broaden your movie knowledge and and get you to watch something that you have not seen before yes i always appreciate it i'm always happy to come on here and talk shop with you guys excellent well, I'm sure we'll have you back again sometime soon. And I hope everybody out there, if you're celebrating the 4th of July, that it's a safe one. Don't don't blow yourself up. Don't blow any finger. Don't don't end up like Red Skull. Right, Chad Cruz? That's right. Stay away from uh, super soldier serums that have only been tested on rats. But have plenty of red meat if that's your thing. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, that's certainly something I'm looking forward to. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with Blind Fury. So thanks everybody for listening. And as always, stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 